everyone, and welcome to another episode of More Content Talk. That's the only show that cuts through the glam, the glitz, and all the bullshit to bring you the truthiest news that we can find. Um, well, imagine this. Um, you're uh, in a rush, as usual, because everything in this country is rush, rush, rush. You know, get to point from point A to point B, or else, I don't know, the world's going to end or whatever. Um, so you're rushing, and, um, you know, you grab... I don't know, like something to eat on your sandwich on your way out. Um, and you figure you'll you'll eat it in the car and you know, you're speeding like down the roadway and like you flipping people off and getting in and out and you're just you're on it and you're 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 there and you're even a little early. But you know, you're still kind of in a hurry, so you get out of the car and you're running across the street, take a big bite of the sandwich and boom, huge mustard stain right on your shirt or at least what looks to you to be huge um and then you know you get all worked up about it because i mean this mustard stain is fucking right there and the person's gonna see it and they're gonna think you're a homeless person and then they'll never hire you <laughs> which you know is a legitimate concern in america because it's it's kind of true but and you're freaking out so much over this mustard stain that you're bombing questions left and right, and you don't know what you said half the time, and, you know, the conversation interview ends kind of awkwardly, and it's kind of obvious you're not going to get the job now. Now, had you never been concerned about that mustard stain, the outcome might have been different. Why are you so concerned about that mustard stain and what people are going to think about it? You ever wonder... You ever wonder the reason, Melissa? No. Why are people so um, comfortable with these fears about uh, social like appearances? Is it um, that people assume that everyone is looking at them? Do, do you feel mm. that way? I do a lot of times. I do feel like I'm being watched. Why do you feel that way? Probably because my upbringing in, like, the church, so I feel like I'm being watched a lot. Right. Um, it's interesting. It's an interesting thing, this topic. Um, and obviously we do have uh, those uh, moments where people are short with us or, you know, downright rude and mean um, and nasty. Um, but there's mounting evidence um, that when people are that way and again I'm not talking about physical abuse of course I'm talking about what some people would call verbal abuse when people are that way it may not be as necessary to take them as seriously or take that as seriously because you know most of the time no one is thinking about you because this is an interesting thing. Why would other people be thinking about you? Mm. Right? It's a little egotistical to assume that people would be thinking about you. Mm. Because I, I used to feel the same way. I used to feel that everyone thought I was unattractive. Um, or didn't like the things I had to say or, you know, whatever. Whatever I was interpreting into them. You know what I mean? Because really all I do when I do something like that is I say, well, I feel this way, and so you must as well. Mm -hmm. 
And that is egocentricity. It's egocentric. Um, what do you think about that? That makes sense. Um, and I never really thought about it, that um, I was just raised thinking that there was someone watching me and judging me all the time. So it's just kind of what I assign people. Right. And here's what's interesting about that is that people are so um, in their own headspace that oftentimes the reason people are short with you is because they're just not thinking about you at all. They're, they're thinking about themselves. They're, they're really being nasty to themselves when sometimes when people are nasty to others. Or maybe, if they, maybe they're not trying to be nasty at all. And maybe this is just the way they speak. And um, the people who they've been around their entire lives, that's the way they speak too. And so they say, well, I, I mean, I, I didn't mean to, to say anything wrong. I, I didn't know I was saying anything wrong. And so these are the things that we don't take into consideration. This is, um, this is what is known as, um, uh, you know, thinking critically is, okay, I know what I think other people are thinking about me, but why have I not yet taken the time to ask them what they think about me? If I really want to know, then why don't I, why don't I ask them? What do you think? If you are curious as to what people think about you, then why not just ask them? Or, you know, why, why just stop assuming? Why not just stop assuming that they're assuming bad things about you? That's a good question. Um, I think for me, it's just with my upbringing, it's hard to not think that I'm being watched and judged. But for other people, I don't particularly know why. Well, you know, I think most people say that. Here's the thing. I think I, I know that perhaps you think um, that's a unique thing, but it oftentimes it doesn't m seem to matter how children are raised. They still harbor those feelings of angst and kind of, um, you know, almost uh, like anti-authoritarianism to their parents because, you know, that's not the way to live your life as an adult. You can't live with a parent telling you what to do all the time. You know, it's too ridiculous, you know what I mean? Or even in church, you know, to a certain extent when you get older and you're a big boy or girl or person, it's, it, you know, you don't want things like churches and, uh, you know, you want as much freedom as possible. That's what you want. You don't want to be dictated to. And so that becomes um, very um, unnerving when, the, when you're, as you get older, as you age, all these people telling you what to do all the time. And so you live in a world when you're a child where you're constantly being told what to do. Right. And then you become an adult, and then that stops. Mm -hmm. But the feelings don't go away. Don't go away, right. Right, yeah. And um, this is known as... Uh, and, and, you know, because of this, because these feelings are, you know, what some people would call negative, I don't really like that term, it doesn't really mean anything... It, it's much more that these are um, 
you know, piercing words, words that really cut to the core of you, and they, and and the 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 looks from people are so you know. They look disgusted with you, and the things that they do sometimes, how careless they are, and yet. The other side of that story, and what I think most parents say, and again, just like most children say, you know, um, that I feel as if everyone's judging me. Most parents um, feel the same way. Mm-hmm. And uh, they say to themselves, well, that's what my, my parent did. I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And this is the reality is that, you know, a parent, especially new parents, they don't know what to do. Because there's no parenting classes. You don't get taught how to be a parent. Right, yeah. And so it's a scary time, and you make mistakes. Mm, yeah. And then those mistakes to that child, they don't understand that concept unless you sit down and talk about it with them, which most parents aren't going to do that because they're not trained to do that. You know, I had the benefit of being an educator, so I learned a bit about child psychology and, um, you know, how frail chi- children are. Children are very frail. They're not strong. There are no strong children. That's a myth. Um, and uh, these things that are done to children will last with them for a lifetime. Um, until you can, as an adult, um, practice uh, real forgiveness, which is not forgetting what happened, but, you know, recognizing that perhaps there were other factors at play that made it difficult um, for, for the people in your life. And so then they then... Um, uh, became, you know, in a sense, evil, what people would call evil, but, you know, downright mean. I mean, and, and the world makes you mean. So, I mean, this is all stuff to keep in mind. But um, the reason I bring this up is to discuss the spotlight effect. So this is an article from Headspace, and it's uh, titled Why People Don't Care As Much As You Think They Do. It's by Wendy Rose Gould. As humans, we are inherently hyper-focused on ourselves. We're worried that everyone's judging our bad hair day, that lingering mustard stain, or the dust and cat hair that somehow made its way onto the computer screen right before a presentation. In reality, nobody notices the extra frizz in your hair, your coworkers are oblivious to your condiment mishap, and those dust particles are par for the course. Even if people did notice, they wouldn't really care because, well, they're likely too busy worrying about their own issues. So you see that we forget people are naturally self-absorbed. What's the reason you get with somebody in a relationship? Usually a lot of different reasons for people. What are some for you? Because I cared for you. You cared for me. You see that? You didn't say because uh, you and then XYZ. You said because I care for you. Mm -hmm. And so in order for me to satiate that feeling that you have, this caring that you deeply want to give to me, you made a conscious and some could say selfish decision to forgo a whole other bunch of opportunities so that you can satiate that desire. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. And this is why, why I've done episodes before on why selfishness is not bad. 
it's good to be selfish because then you, <laughs> you know, there are people in the world who, if they want an Oreo cookie, they refuse to have an Oreo cookie. Absolutely not. Never. Never. I'll never have another Oreo cookie. They make you fat. <laughs> and they live their lives in constant fear of Oreo cookies. And don't let them be an Oreo cookie in the room when I come in the room. Put the Oreos away, I say. Put them away. I can't be tempted by the Oreo cookies. Oh, no, no. You know, this this is ridiculous. Right? So it's easier to just have the fucking cookie and shut the fuck up about it. Right, yeah. And then you won't give yourself a fucking hernia because you're freaking out, throwing throw in a conniption fit because of a fucking Oreo, because they have Oreos in the room. I mean, that's just insane. So, like, when you have these urges and you do care for someone, it's good to pursue it and satiate it. Otherwise, you know, you might drive yourself mad. Uh, please go ahead and share the show around so we can get to that mark. That'd be cool. We can get to 3,000 uh, before year's end. I'd really appreciate that. I think we could do that. Just, you know, send it around. You don't have to pay anything to share the show around. I don't want to hear any of that. I don't want to pay any money. I know you don't want to pay any money. That's why I tell you to do the free stuff. All right? All right? <laughs> All right? <laughs> All right, everyone. Um, you could also uh, follow us on uh, Twitter at more underscore content PLS. You can check us out on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube on one word, more content talk. And uh, you can follow us on Pinterest at more content, please. And you can check us out on Quora at more content talk. All right, everyone. Uh, have a phenomenal day, evening, afternoon, fiesta, siesta, downtime, chill time, lunchtime, party time, whatever it may be. And remember, when life gets you down, you can always laugh at something else. Farewell, folks. Adios.